Hello, and welcome back to the Full Fat Podcast. It's been a wild ride. It's been a long gap, and I want to apologise to all of you out there. Uh, but we're back, and we're here to review not one, but two Bad Batch episodes, as well as a whole bunch of shit we've seen, and also Terry. Do you want to fill people in on where we've been, <laughs> what we've been up to? Okay, so initially... We scurried on over to Matt's mum's to help look after her after she had her hip replacement. And within three which days... Which was on the Friday, right? Which was on the Friday. Within yeah. three days, Matthew realised he wasn't getting enough attention and should have surgery <laughs> himself. So he got appendicitis um, and we did a whole night of, oh, you're just gassy, and we burped him and all sorts. And then eventually we took him to hospital and they admitted him and took out his appendix. And that's where we've been. I feel like your perspective is the protagonist's perspective. (laughs) Because not only did you have to take care of your boyfriend's mum, and it's probably the most time you've ever had to spend with them, (laughs) which is, you know, no no small feat for you. um, And take care of them. You then had to keep driving to the hospital to come and see me in various states of clarity <laughs> yes there, there was some where you were very much awake we were having lots of conversations my favorite one was when he woke up and went well fuck looked at me and then just went back to sleep <laughs> but he unfortunately didn't say anything really funny which i regret to tell everybody i'm glad i'm glad i was really worried post-operation that i was gonna like babble a load of crap uh, in the aftercare, but instead I just like sweated and had an episode. The nurse said, "So that was even better." <laughs> if, if it's between that or embarrassing myself, I'd rather do that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a crazy week. We spent weeks planning for the fact that we were going to have to do the podcast at my mum's to take care of her post operation, all this sort of stuff, and it all went to shit. Life is what happens when you make plans. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, Charlie, <laughs> the, what's with the sunglasses? For those for those of us that are audio only, um, you might not know that Charlie's wearing sunglasses on the podcast yeah, and seems to be refusing true. to take them yeah. off. This is such a regular occurrence for Charlie, I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, there's multiple multiple reasons. One, I've got really bad hay fever, so I'll apologise in advance uh, for if I'm sniffly on the podcast. Um, and also, the sun, is, for some reason, is glaring mm. through my window today, like... So I was like, do you know what? Fuck it, I'll wear a pair of shades. I look like a Is cop, that with the but... blinds closed? Yeah. Damn. The, the yeah, I've got the blinds rubbish, closed though. as well, and our windows yeah. face the same way. Yeah, you know right. what is annoying about these blinds is the living room blinds. If you're trying to watch a film or something in the day, yeah, yeah. you have to sit at certain angles to try and get away from the glare, and that's with the blinds closed. It's a yeah. nightmare. Yeah. It, all it the is. blinds here are like that. They're rubbish. Yeah. No, um, yeah. They don't block the sun out at all. <laughs> we got to get some nice draped curtains for our yeah. next place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Where I was driving in the sun yesterday, I just have one arm that's like red and one arm that's still completely pale. <laughs> I, I don't think I can show you in this dress. I also can't You're use like Harvey my other Dent. arm. Yes, I'm like Harvey Dent, but <laughs> the squashy version. Oh yeah. You're, you are Harvey Dent and I'm Harvey Milk. <laughs> Harvey. Yes. Oh, and, um, and Charlie can be Harvey... <laughs> just Harvey. Just Harvey. <laughs> I also got burnt on my forehead, actually. Mm. I was thinking I yesterday. I was like sat. Yeah. I was sat like looking at you across the living room, and all I could think of was like the angry um, emotion from Inside Out. 
because he's red so like the way your brow bone is and the way your like forehead your is, is shaped well. yeah I yeah it looks was yeah. uncanny <laughs> they de-aged you into the little red angry man they de-aged him into the red thing so like at age five he looked like one of That's these fucking like. red yeah. things <laughs> yeah and matt looks like a tasmanian devil yes yes i did yeah, yeah. And i've I, seen the pictures I, I, You've seen pictures of me playing one of the three wise men, and I look perfect for the part. <laughs> do, you well, know, do you know what? Matt's name is Mad Matthew, so it's Mad perfect. Really. <laughs> do you know, like sometimes. Thank you, you Harry at... Monan's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Harry Monan's dad. <laughs> what's his What's his first name? Jim. Like, Jim. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Aww. Shout out to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to his family. <laughs> uh. So guys, so, I'll, I, I, I'm sorry, we can't put it off any longer. Uh, uh, the Bad Batch, uh, we're going to have to go through it. We're going to have to go through it. Um, uh, and it, and I, d I don't feel like that's a... Uh, those sounds you're making, Charlie, I don't feel like yeah. it's because the show's particularly bad. No, no, uh, I think that. it's just starting to settle in now, isn't it? We're, yes. we're past the honeymoon stage and uh, we're, we're getting baby rancors. <laughs> that's it and I, I think there's a lot of context to this Matt if I'm honest and I think that is as a Star Wars fan mm. the past you know how many years have been quite exhausting as everyone knows mm. um, and you know now we have this Star Wars content that you know is mediocre it does its job you know it does its job and I think what I find I'm finding difficult with it at the moment mm. is that my enthusiasm for Star Wars, it never dips, but it, it's been tested. It's been tested. <laughs> Moses was tested. But yeah, it's been tested, yeah, yeah, through, as we know, things like Rise of Skywalker. And, uh... Sorry, can I just take a pause there? Yeah. <laughs> Matt just said Moses was tested. Did that, is that what you just said? Are yeah. you somehow implying that Charlie is the Moses of Star Wars? I'm not implying. <laughs> I'm, you're uh, yeah. you're saying. Wait, you just reminded me. <laughs> It just reminded me of in The Simpsons when I was like, uh, God's punishing me, like Moses in the desert. And Homer's like, God tested Homer, God tested Moses. <laughs> yeah, some people do call me the modern day Moses, uh, but yeah, that's... Who, who does? Who does? <laughs> Can I have explicit names? Your mum. <laughs> the voices. The voices. The voices. <laughs> Hey guys on the internet, have you seen that crazy psychology video <laughs> that's, that's in everyone's recommended? Everyone's recommended. It was fucking good though. Fucking good. Oh, oh, there's a reason why it's in everyone's recommended because we yes. sat down on a whim and we watched 50 minutes of it. Oh, was sure. that the one that I came in on? It was the guys who are pretending to be psychotic yes. after they've been yeah, caught yeah, by police yeah. and they're not. Oh, that was... What a video. What a video. It was a masterful video. Terry, you missed you missed the most electric part of the whole video, right? And that is not the people faking it. We have to we have to I have to show you again, um, so you can see it. The, it's the start of the video is you see an example of a guy who's not faking it, who actually did kill someone, oh, and, it's, and it's, it's horrible. Oh, oh, because you you see like all of that Hollywood bullshit that the fakers are trying to, to peddle of like you know what I mean like oh I'm not quite with it. He is just stating facts of how he did the murder and it is chilling yeah. oh <laughs> there's God. no there's no remorse there's no there's eyes. no there's no emotion is there it's just yes and then there was one that i got really hooked on where like you saw him on the news earlier and like 
he was having like a breakdown on the news and then you oh, saw Steven. how he was yes with the big hair yeah yeah oh that, that was, was chilling insane. he was so I... scary but like it, it, i don't believe that he like the stuff he was doing wasn't real because of the way he acted on the news if that makes sense so i do really think he was having like a psychotic episode yeah i mean like it's just insane the the level of arrogance and audacity of some of these these murderers like like he he thought he could get away with being interviewed on live tv like oh yeah 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 like yeah i don't know yeah i'm such a good friend of hers blah 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 yeah we can't yeah, yeah, find yeah, her we can't find and the, her the the only yeah. reason then, he was friends with her is because he was stalking her well he didn't he didn't even know her personally he, no, he, he stole a key he wasn't even friends with and her and then he was going into the apartment week to week without her knowing i think it's i think it's so horrifying that, it, like they, it's literally to... terrifying to think that somebody could be doing that like i don't know yeah, who's going just... into my room when i'm at work like ugh. just watching you horrifying oh, absolutely it is horrifying. Mm. it really is I, I, like... to me it's just how he how he, he like reacts like you see the oh shit in his eyes like it's it's gold i was watching it like this is like this is movie shit. Yeah. yeah. This is crazy. What the fuck? Yeah. How did they catch this guy live on air? They, do you know what I mean? Like the, the news dudes must have been like, oh my God, we got ourselves a winner. Do you know what I mean? But that's, that's it's insane, isn't it? Yeah. But I think what's creepier is like him when he's being interrogated um, and he's like standing with like perfect posture. But like, you know how like you talk to someone, you like, turn your body. Mm. He's like, he's like this. Yeah, that's how you have so to do weird. the rest of the podcast, Charlie. I'm sorry. What is he like? What is he like? <laughs> oh, how so we do this? I think I, I think so, so, drop a, drop a mixtape here. <laughs> I got the shades and everything. What's going on? So Charlie, Charlie, uh, Terry's been showing me model pose TikTok. So what we need to do is like just turn a little bit more this mm-hmm. way. This way. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. A little bit less. A little bit less. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, now drop this shoulder a bit more. This one? Yeah, okay. Uh, no, it looks terrible. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't let you take my pictures anymore. I'm great at taking your pictures. Mm. Is it Austin Powers when he's uh, taking pictures? Of his, <laughs> it's just, I don't yes, know what... Yes, yes, <laughs> no, no. I don't know what, like, shooting. boyfriends crazy. do, but when you ask them to, like, take pictures, they just can't seem to get the angle right. And you're always just looking at it like, how do I have seven billion chins? Like, where have they come from? How have you found them? They've come from you, baby. What can I say? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just snapping reality. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Savage. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but like, my photography skills are being put through the ring. <laughs> I put on the line. <laughs> yeah. Because they're bad. You don't flame the model. Are you really going to turn to Mr. Scott from Fine Art and, and, and not give me that A for photography? Are you really going to take that away from me right now? Yes. This slander. I, Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott, he's obviously didn't remember any of the photography lessons because he can't take a good picture. The best thing about this is I, I never did photography in Fine Art. Right, well, there you go. I just stuck, I stuck to the drawings. That explains the it then. <laughs> Get doodling. Doodle me a nice picture. Okay, I'll, I'll draw you instead. I'll didn't leo cap it. Didn't you draw me while you were in the hospital and it was really bad? I don't know. The, 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 the hospital is a vague memory. The only thing I really remember is a nursing student coming in, trying to take my blood 
and failing like oh. three, four times. And I remember being like, I'm not, re- I'm okay with needles usually, but after like the fourth time, yeah, no. and, and at one point she went, I'm digging around in here. Can you feel it? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like no. yes. And then after a pause, she was like, um, just let me know if you want me to take it out at any point. And I was like, no, that's fine. Actually, could I have it out, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but by the way, she was doing an incredible job. It was like, you, you just couldn't find my vein. Like, it was so difficult. And obviously, you know, like, she's not passed yet. So this is like, this is exactly the situation you don't want to be in as a nursing student, I'd imagine. Trying to take blood from someone who's also in a bit of like a... Because after that third time, <laughs> I was just not ready I for bet. another one. Oh, yeah, but, digging um, around is that. That's the thought of that. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But, but the best all, all part the nurse, was, sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say, the best part was, so she's doing all this, and then another nurse comes in from the other side of the curtain and goes, I'm going to take some blood from the other arm. <laughs> and I was like, laying there like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but then they uh, ended up taking it from one. They worked together, didn't they? Yeah, they did it off my hand. We collaborated. They did a collab and it was <laughs> fire. There's, there's blood in the booth. Whittle blood, blood booth. collab. Yeah. Did you um, feel like no- uh, Sam J in a uh, spiral? <laughs> hooked, hooked up to all the needles. Yeah, yeah. And my, my son, Chris Rock, was there by my side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, all the nurses at Queen Mary's were so good with you and they did look after you, didn't they? Uh, it was Queen Elizabeth, but yes, they were amazing. <laughs> okay. <Maybe not. laughs> baby, baby. It's okay because my mum was at Queen Mary. That's so exactly it's, it. It's yes. absolutely fine to get those Look, I was getting like three hours sleep a night, okay? It was a very, <laughs> very tired time for me too. You no, got no, to lie like, in bed all day. Like, it was I me who was running around. I'm the real victim here. No, in all, in all seriousness, uh, Thank you so much. You were like honestly amazing that week, and I don't know oh. how you did it. And like, I would have been so Can't exhausted. <laughs> no, 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 I'm being serious. And also, you know, while I'm here, because I know he listens to the podcast, Connor Jackson, my man, uh, radiographer at Green Elizabeth, uh, also, you know, old friend. He, uh, I'm starting to sound like David Brent. Yeah, <laughs> Connor Jackson, old friend, old friend, old yeah. friend, um, radiographer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah radiographer. Um, yeah, no, thanks for coming in and visiting me every day when you had a break and for giving me Winter Soldier comics and <laughs> your Switch just to help the time go past. And for just chatting to me, that was great. That's like, you know, top tier friendship, isn't it? You can know someone for so many years and they still still pull through for you mm. when, when you need them. Um, yeah, so thank you, Connor. Top lads. <laughs> <laughs> A round of applause for Connor. These guys are all right as well, I guess. <laughs> Connor's where it's at. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, bad batch, I guess. Bad, bad batch. Yeah. I for just... context, we're sorry. just we're just going out. Sorry, just for context, because I realised we started getting into the distaste Whoa. for a little. We did. But just just so we're clear, let's just combine because we missed last week. So episode five is like they meet uh, the Bosk woman, Sid, the lizard yeah. woman, and they get given the task to go get the baby rancor and then the other episode decommissioned episode six which we're going through is the Corellia episode yes where they end up in some hijinks with i think it's the martez sisters yeah and yeah they need to get a macguffin basically in both episodes <laughs> which i think we're yeah, going to yeah, uncover so. is part of the problem yeah yes uh, yes but yeah, Charlie, did you have any more thoughts you wanted to bounce off? Or Terry, any any sort of initial thoughts on the episode? 
Um, I just think we're getting... I just think the whole thing's lazy. I think, like, you shouldn't have to watch seven seasons of a different series to be able to enjoy a different series. Do you think, you think that's a requirement? I, th- I don't think that's actually the problem. I think I think it's fine. I think it's, it works as its own thing. Yeah. But it's just that I'm, I'm a bit sick of... The scenarios not being very interesting. So, oh, you got oh, go yeah. to I'm so get sorry. this rancor and then come back. You know, like it feels like every week is a bit of a side mission. And like, yeah, I know it's, it's sort of pushed it a little bit further with the bounty hunter. And like, obviously, they're, they're trying to work out who Fennec is and who hired her. But it's it's very bitty. Again, like Mandalorian. Yep, one hundred percent. And that is my problem with it. Is this that it's plodding? It's everything's everything's like a a side story that someone would be going on whilst we'd be having the main plot. Do you know what I mean? But instead, we're not getting the main plot bit. We're getting just this side story hijinks, as you say. People trying to get some sort of MacGuffin. Things going wrong. Um, I just don't. I feel don't like mind the, it. I don't mind it. I just feel like it's. I never feel like the tension's strong enough, or the t- all these things mm. are like mm. grabbing me on the edge of seat. It's all like I never feel like they're not going to get the thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's. Look, there's, there doesn't the seem to be a danger that they're actually no, going to get yeah. caught at this point. Yeah. The which, stakes you know. don't seem to be there at the moment. I don't know what... And also, I think mm-hmm. episode six had, like, a lot of really good ideas with, like... Yeah. It was very... Um, it was a sort of an echo of the the robot, the droid bit in uh, Attack of the Clones. It kept reminding me of that, where yeah. they were fighting. Yes, but, like, definitely. it didn't feel earned. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I feel like we don't know who the Martina sisters are unless you've seen... Um, Clone Wars. Yes. But, but I don't think you need to have seen them before to understand I do not deal. think they were f- like fleshed out or good enough characters mm. in that episode to stand alone, really. That's the problem though, isn't it? It's like the standalone stories and the guest characters just haven't that's been what very I mean. fun. It's been quite bland, I think. You have to have seen... Um, Clone Wars to get excited to see them. They're just banking on the mm. fact that I'm going to be excited to see these two characters from Clone Wars without them actually doing or saying anything interesting. Mm, yeah. And I know that people yeah. keep having a go at us in the comments for not watching Clone Wars first before Bad Batch. But, you know, if you're a kid, you know, and you're new to Clone Wars and mm-hmm. Star Wars in general, if you see the Bad Batch, you should be able to watch this and and you can you can watch this without the context mm. of that stuff i get that you guys are saying like oh but it does make these things better to watch it i understand that but you know it should just work as its own anyway it should yeah. grab yeah. us and, and that's that's what i was saying about it being lazy like they're just relying on that prior knowledge they're they're not spoon feeding the audience in any way that is important if that makes sense they're not going oh you haven't seen mm. these guys before because you may have not seen this they're just going yeah we're just going to assume that everybody's seen everything and i think it's a really it starts off gatekeeping because then it's like oh well you can't watch this because you haven't watched that and it's just yeah it's not fun anymore you need to watch clone wars though i really don't no. Really? No, that's what i'm saying but that's what i agree yeah. i agree and it's to me it's the equivalent of like i don't think you necessarily correct me if you think i'm wrong guys I don't think you necessarily need to watch the original trilogy before you watch The Mandalorian. I think it helps. Mm. But I don't think you necessarily... Do you know what I mean? Like, it gives context yeah. to things, but it's its no. own... Well, and I think that's well, kind of how I feel about this. I'm agreeing that you shouldn't have to, um, yeah. and that in some instances, like, like you don't need to watch the prequels before you watch the original trilogy and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. But the this Bad Batch, I think, is set up in a way that you really do need to watch The Clone Wars to get the best out of it. 
I, I just wish the scenarios were more interesting. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't mind the whole, we need to get the robot head and we're jumping all amongst no, different too. levels and, you know, there's different there's different parties trying to get at it. I thought yeah. that was kind of fun, if, if a bit uninspired. But yeah. the Rancor stuff, I thought, was really weak. Because yeah. it was like, well, first of all, it was a really boring location. There was no kind of verticality to the geography of the scene. And it just felt like we were watching this really badly rendered. It looked more like a Lego Rancor in the way it moved and yeah. performed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? True, I know yeah. it's supposed to be like an adolescent or whatever. Um, but it's just like, do I really need to see what looks like how the Rancor from Return of the Jedi got to Jabba's Palace? Do I really yeah. need that origin story? It just... Do you know what I mean? I have all the interesting things we could be doing right now. Like, what I like about the, the Clone Wars that we've been reviewing and going through, the best episodes have been the ones with nuance, have been the ones where you can see both sides from the Separatists, from the people on the planet that are just looking to feed their people, from Padme put under a stressful situation, or even just the hijinks, I think, have been better. Like, even yeah. when you come to a character like Jar Jar, yeah. I think, he, you know, there's, there's been funnier moments. There's been moments that have made yeah. me laugh more with him than with, like, say, Wrecker. And yeah, I just feel definitely. like, as well... Correct, like, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. Feel free to disagree. Let me go, no, guys know what we think. Um, Wrecker going evil, the implication that he's going to eventually do what Crosshair does. That was weak. That's like a dang friend. That is weak. It Very is weak. weak. Like, I, 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 weak. I just... Yeah. <sighs> and like, also, I like, like the way he went down and then, like, mm. he just uh, the got up. For no reason. He just got up, didn't he? He just got up and then was, like, yeah. fine. And I was and just kind of like, yeah. what? What was that fake out for? There was what was the well, it's just to, it's just to see the in for later, isn't it? Yeah, literally, but in a very weak way. Like I don't think mm. very cleverly mm. done. Yeah, and Terrible the slapstick with Wrecker. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Wrecker, but I just can't get on board. Like, I feel like whoever makes the bad batch went. We hear you, Terry. We hear that you like Jar Jar Binks. So let's do some Jar Jar slapstick with Wrecker and make you like him. <laughs> and it didn't work. I like that he's, like, tough enough to wrestle a baby Rancor. It sort of goes back to what we were saying in that very first podcast review of it feels like they're a superhero team, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he's doing stuff that no other Star Wars character can yeah, really do. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's kind of fun in that regard. I like the characters. I just need a bit more to chew on episode to episode. If we're going to do the week-to-week bottle episodes, rather than what I think would have been superior, which would have been Tarkin is on their case mm-hmm. every single week... Yeah. That it is yeah. relentless. They are on the run. Like that would have made it feel a bit more different. Whereas as soon as they started saying to Sid, "Oh, there's this idea now that we could keep coming back to you for jobs," it's just going to become that, isn't yeah. it? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like, like, what's Crosshair sorry. doing? What's he doing? Trying yeah. to badly hunt them, I guess. He should be on them. Yeah. Why is he not on them? There's mm. just no danger. I'm not scared for them. And also, like. I'm getting really bored with the whole, we've got a kid with us, what do we do with the kid while we do stuff? Oh no, she's got herself into trouble. Like, it's, yeah. I feel like it's now becoming my problem. What are they going to do with the kid? And it shouldn't be. That's not my problem. Mm. Like, and also, I think more so than ever, it's starting to feel like the whole veneer of Disney Star Wars, uh, how, how much it's a calculated product, I feel like you can kind of distill that Yes. The best and the bad batch. Yeah. The fact that we've gone from them trying to be, you know, like a bit more, di- a bit more diverse with their casting, a bit more inclusive, to, you know, like the the heel turn of Rise of Skywalker, where they tried to sort of like, you know, it's it's a very meta Star Wars movie that's trying to answer questions directly to the audience to try and sort of like abate their rage. To then yeah. like we've come here where like, you know, I don't think Omega's a bad female character, but. 
she's kind of Grogu 2.0 in the sense we've got the cute kids mm. and that's meant to that's meant to appeal to that yeah. market yeah. and then we've got the awesome badass Rambo character to appeal to like kind of like the more classical 2000s fanboys kind of like people like me and Charlie do you know what I mean like so and it just, it just feels so like and it, obviously it's animated which is the most popular Star Wars at the moment the li- yeah. least divisive it all just feels like it's all calculated just to try and be as populist as possible. <laughs> Very inoffensive, almost. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. We know that people didn't like Ray. Some people didn't like Ray. So yeah. we're gonna make Omega very non-threatening. She's a child that needs to be taken care of with an awesome crossbow, and you know, like Wrecker's gonna be Wrecker, and it's it's gonna be exactly like what you wanted before. Very little changes, and and. <laughs> Guys, guys, this is a novel concept, but we're going to set it between episodes three and four. Star Wars content in the Disney era set between three and four. I know, I know. I do not know a lot about Order 66 at all. Oh, yeah, you know what I really need for Order 66? Another angle. I feel like we're on TMZ. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I discovered, though, today? Mm. Um, So you know how we had this whole discussion before about how Ahsoka's quite annoying and she's written that and she's supposedly written to be annoying and then you called mm. me annoying and we had that whole conversation i don't well, remember no i don't recall no 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 Doesn't sound um, like Matt. the top searches for our two uh new female characters rafa and trace the martinez sisters if you mm. google them the first thing that comes up in the google search bar oh my google's just said hello go away uh, the first thing that comes up in the google search bar is rafa and trace are annoying are they annoying? I don't know. I didn't think they were. I thought they were badly written, like with weird catchphrases, like "that doesn't mean I still like you." I don't um, think they were bad. I just think like they were so utterly, uh, as Charlie says, inoffensive. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what did they do? Yeah. They, they they showed up to get a robot head and they fucked off. Yeah, literally. I do think that, um, that everyone's very one-dimensional. Everyone in, in yeah. the Bad Batch. Everyone's very. They got their stereotypes, and their archetypes. Sorry, and that's it there doesn't seem to be yeah. there's no more depth have we found out about any of the bad batch more yeah. so than we did in those first two episodes and they We've could fill up they could fill up five whole episodes just by giving them an episode each so to yeah. just flesh them out like yeah. they do that in shows when mm. it's a team up don't they you get the yeah. sort of origin of each of them um which it's just... also like that kind of structure of the mandalorian um, because it's like just a two-character setup of Mandalorian and then Grogu, a character that doesn't really speak. Yeah. I feel like they allowed themselves more time to give those characters dimensionality. Yeah. Whereas here, because we're dealing with like a team of like what five, and then you got Crosshair. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, there's there's almost too much for 25 minutes at a time. Yeah. For, for me to really learn too much more of them. Sometimes it just feels like they're leveling up. Like when Omega got the uh, the. Psh- oh yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Or they've leveled up in the sense of like, you've now met this new vendor, Sid, and he's and she's going to take you on a, you know, a load of new missions and you'll get yeah. these side missions as you progress through the game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Sid's a G though. I did like Sid, yeah, I did it like Sid. Cool, yeah. To be fair. Uh, I'm up for more Sid. And it's tough, <laughs> but you know what? All the animation's amazing, like, you know... It, Everything mm. goes by, you know, it plays by the beats. It does it, but I think that's a problem with it. It's, yeah. It's, I think inoffensive is the perfect thing about it. Is it's just, it's it just doesn't do anything there. we haven't seen before, and it doesn't do anything like it doesn't feel fresh, per se, in the Star Wars universe. 
Uh, it doesn't really bring context. It doesn't recontextualize the world like the Clone Wars does. Like yeah. we meet like another planet, and then we'll be like, oh, well, that's weird. We never thought that these people would exist in the Star Wars universe, and that they're you know peaceful and they don't want to get involved and they don't like the Jedi or the Jedi. All these things that the Clone Wars sort of adds. Mm. And I'm not, I don't feel like I've really had much of that in this. Do you not feel like it recontextualizes the Rancor in in six? It's like you really I know what it looks see. like as a baby now. As a baby, it's true. Yeah, it's also weird that like we're meant to see it as cute. Like when Omega was like sort of saying bye to it, I'm thinking you're gonna try and eat Luke Skywalker one day, aren't you, little <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah. But you <laughs> said Godzilla you. was cute. So what about the Rancor? Godzilla is cute. Godzilla Sorry. is cute. But Sorry. I guess right. you know to that poor guy who works in the. Uh, Jabba's palace, you know, he gets upset that the Rancor dies. Yeah, oh, that's funny. true, yeah. So. Yeah, to be fair, if Luke Skywalker killed Stanley, I would eviscerate him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You'd eviscerate Luke Skywalker. That's yeah. horrible. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear my very different from usual Bad Batch hot take? To your Bad Batch hot off? take? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got two minutes left of this Zoom call, so I think if you give us your Bad Batch hot take, and then we'll jump cut, and nice. then you won't even notice that we've jump cut. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it's going to be so seamless. I say it about everything, but I think it would have been better as a video game. I I, I would have liked Bad Batch the video game because it would have been like those yeah. old Republic Commando games. Yep. Yeah. You could have had like all the different abilities, Wrecker, Omega, Hunters. Imagine like wow, you can play as a like co-op team. And you get to be like the different. Yeah, that would be sick. You do it like Borderlands style, where it's like cooperative. Oh, yep. that just sounds way better. Oh, oh, I play that. RPG. Disney, you know where I am. <laughs> I'll run the do game they? studio. Have we been doxxed? <laughs> well, they know they can find me on the Full Fat Podcast every week. So that's true. Cool. Should we do Should like we, a face uh... thing here, and we put all our put our faces here, and then we can like jump cut and see if like. Okay, okay, okay. Quite smooth. Okay. So if we like, we'll just like look and we'll stay here. Right. Right. Do you think we've cut? Maybe we've transitioned. Do you think we've transitioned now? Do you think this will work? They'll never know. I don't think they'll know anyway. Seamless. Seems like it's smooth. Anyway, but yeah. The Bad Batch. Anyone think more? Has anyone said anything else about the Bad Batch? Fuck thoughts? the Bad Batch. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about the VIP tickets. Me and Charlie secured at Cineworld. And by VIP, I don't mean like we were actual VIPs. I mean, we got a VIP <laughs> ticket where you get like hot dogs and stuff. Uh, to The Conjuring 3. The Conjuring... The Devil Made Me Do It. The, the Devil, devil made, made Me Do It. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Spoilers. I thought we was going to run him through. We was going to run him through the... I thought we was going to run him how we started, Matt. Because we started thinking... This is going to be a bit tasty. This is, this yeah. might be well, uh, a bit naughty, but yeah. Mine, uh, how, how spoilery are we going to go? How spoilery are we going to go? Uh, we don't have to... Let's, mean, go, let's, go, let's go fairly light, I think. We can say the premise, because, yeah. We won't say yeah, specifics. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I think I'd like, like, like to go and watch it, actually. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Now, now um, that I have my Cine World Unlimited card. Hey... So fantastic from my end. Uh, people at home won't get this because it will be cut together miraculously, but you froze for me. And as you were saying all that, you, I just had this like face like... <laughs> <laughs> I've got my unlimited card now. From, from my perspective, 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got my City World Unlimited card. And you both just sat there like... <laughs> right. Grogu was, was happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, for context, this movie starts where like the other two Conjuring movies would have perhaps had their finales. Yes. And it throws you in at the deep end and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. And then it takes this weird legal court case route that's not very interesting. And then we end up looking at other cases that the Warrens have, have, have looked at before and all this shit. And it's just dull. It's, it's relentlessly mess, yeah. dull. Yeah. yeah. Would you say mess? Says no. I, I would say it's a mess in a sense that like, maybe not a mess, maybe that's strong, but uh, in a sense that like, it's going, it goes a bit all over the place and we cut back to scenes that we don't need just to get a scare in because they, the problem, they, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with the premise of this court case stuff because now it's like, well, there's, where do we put the scares in? So they kind of mm. rely on scares by like doing like flashbacks to things. But it's like, yeah. we know these characters are fine because they're in the present day during this court case. So yeah. it kind of doesn't really work. It's weird. And, and there's, a, there's a great ticking clock in the sense there's basically one character who gets jailed away and he's the character that needs the most help and he's the character that's going through the most. And you really want to spend the movie more from his perspective. But instead, it seems like with each sequel, they've like upped the Warren's role. And this one's kind of like where it's gone to breaking point for me because they weren't interesting characters in the first movie or the second movie. What works about the Warrens is that they, they're sort of like the anchor point for the audience to see these different hauntings. Whereas this one tries to play up the romantic angle between them and like them basically going on their own quest. And it's... It's boring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, and there's yeah, a terrible CGI system. cliff. <laughs> oh my god, that was we were we, we watched uh, Gemini Man recently and uh, we joked to each other, it was like, How does Will, how does the CGI of Will Smith look better than a cliff in yeah. the conjuring? Like the cliff <laughs> should look seamless, you know, it's a cliff. We've seen those yeah. in CGI before, they look fantastic. Why is Will Smith double? <laughs> Why does he look way better than this cliff does? I don't understand. Harry, Harry, it's an inanimate object. You're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was, um, it was a shame because I, you know, I, I like the Conjuring universe. I think yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. They're doing loads of different horror spin-offs. I liked Conjuring Two for what it was, but I just thought this one, you know, considering we've waited what like five years or whatever for another mainline yeah. Conjuring sequel, bit of a disappointment. Very disappointing. Pulling in a mess. Well, a little, a little bit, bit, yeah. 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 Do you think yeah. that's because it was James Wan? Do you think that's why? Do you think that's why? I mean, I mean you take you James Wan out of any equation, you're, you're taking a risk. Why do you, I kind of feel like you look like a cop, like an American cop. Like, I don't know why, you kind of take, yeah, yeah, with the shades and the air of the beard. It's kind of like, you kind of take James Wan out of the equation. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, are you paraphrasing? See, like for us, for us Brits, this is the most American yeah. thing we ever encountered. When we were on our oh, school yes. trip to New York, uh, that makes us sound like we went to a private school, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we went to New York on our school trip. School trip to school New York. Trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, we we asked this cop because uh, basically we went when it was 2012. Um, for those of you maybe from New York, you might remember there was there was that hurricane. 
Hurricane Sandy. Is it Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hurricane and Sandy, uh, yeah. loads of things, loads of things were closed off while we were there. And we said to this cop, uh, "Do you think we'll be able to go to the Statue of Liberty tomorrow?" Now, a British cop would say. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it depends. See how you go. Or maybe go today. But this American cop looks at us and went, if you going, you ain't going tomorrow. And then like, what's <laughs> off? No, she, 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 the best part is that she grabbed, she was grabbing her belt buckle. We was in a oh, Denny's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We was in a Denny's. And she goes, <laughs> you can go today, but you ain't going tomorrow. <laughs> I thinking like, what, yeah. what an amazing way to word it. Like the most American thing. We thought, well, from us watching movies anyway, this is what it's, we see. It's just the way, yeah, it's, it sounds like a, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a Hollywood line. Yeah, it does. Going de- what was it? Was that, but we're getting it slightly wrong. You, you guys know the authority on what's American and what's not. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. come to you we're, and they're like, what do the boys think? We're as American as apple pie. We're as American as apple pie. <laughs> Governor. Governor. I've got my cup of tea right here. It's actually got a Union Jack <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Americans always uh, make fun of the way we say water. Water. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> you say that water. so funny. Water. Water. It, what else do you guys do that's really, really something? You, your mum made fun of me for saying, do you want a brew the other day? And I felt really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it does. Saying, do you want a brew does hit my ear. Yeah. <laughs> funny, yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. want a cup of tea? It, well, it, it might tea, be a cup of yeah. It might be a tea, it might be a coffee. It's just like a hot drink in general. You brewed it. Yeah, but it's just cringe. It's just northern cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do you want a brew while I, before uh... I pop up the stairs? <laughs> Other than that. Other than I assume that's what people say. Yeah, like someone's got to pop up the stairs. In the coronation street, someone's always got to pop up the stairs. Do you never pop up the stairs? <laughs> Not in the south, we don't pop up the stairs. Would, no, we have our butler do it. We shoot <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> I don't think I'd pop up the stairs. No, look, we get. I, I either ask my valet to bring the car around so I can go upstairs, <laughs> or I ask my monkey butler. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, yeah, you're my monkey butler. No, uh, apologies to all Northerners everywhere uh, on the Full Fat Podcast. But uh, to be fair, to be fair, you look what you got representing you over here. <laughs> Terry Merkin, the pride of Blackpool. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> my son, I don't want these anymore. Really it's over. I'm off. <laughs> I just whacked myself in the face. Baby, baby, I was only joking. I love you. <laughs> that's our entire relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's when the camera's cut. There's no muggy jokes, no nothing. It's just me just making consistent simping. apologies. Yeah, simping. Full simping. Here, you know what? Here's a total simp behind doors. And that's, you know, that's something that I get to know that no that videos, a total simp. Because yeah. <laughs> I know that when the cameras are off and the doors are closed, he's a little simp. It's starting to sound a bit sexy. I know when the cameras are off and the doors are closed, he's going to get a bit simpy. <laughs> Terry, that's not what you told me. You said, the words you said were soy boy beta cuck. That's what you said to me. <laughs> My soy boy beta cuck. Yeah. Oh no. I can't say that online. Oh, that's true. That's true. Just stick to oh, sim. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, sim, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. In real life, Terry's like actually like a complete right wing troll. 
but she just masks <laughs> it all. Yeah. She masks it all, yeah. All those amazing, Sp- amazing Spider-Man trolls were me. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I kind of want to talk about A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, oh, yeah, I still haven't and, seen it yet. I'm looking yeah, so I don't want to go into spoiler... Yeah, I don't want to go into spoilerific detail. Should we just um, say, like, a, a non-spoiler phrase or sentence to describe how we felt? Uh, disappointed. <laughs> oh, really? Well, uh, I've listen, heard good I, things. I, no, no, no. I think, I think, I think a lot of the reviews have been very kind. The slash film review, I think, is spot on. Um, and it gave it a sixty-five out of hundred. I'm pretty sure, which I think is like a pretty spot on. Yeah, I if we're doing 6. scores. 5. Yeah. Um, so. <sighs> It's one of those things, you know, what, you know what I would liken it to is my experience of something like Baby Driver, right? The, the action editing and the sound design of A Quiet Place 2 is phenomenal. But there's some story decisions that just, uh, just feel very first drafty to me. And there's, and there's decisions like, for example, all I'll say about Emily Blunt in this movie is that I feel like she was very wasted. And after John Krasinski, you know... I, I, we can spoil a quiet place one here, right? After after John Krasinski perished in the first movie, I feel like this was the movie for her to step up. And instead, I kind of feel a little bit like Killian Murphy just comes into the movie to replace John Krasinski. Uh, and that that's that's as much as I really want to say about spoiling it. But yeah, I'll just yeah. say that I, I It was I, I need I, a man the movie. Like. But a little bit in certain places, and it was it was it was surprising that it was like that. Because... No, I wasn't impressed by that. I also feel like if it wasn't broke, don't fix it. We didn't need the sequel. I was very, very happy with A Quiet Place being a standalone movie. It really did its job really, really mm. well. I feel like the sequel is just like, it's just flogging. It's, it's not really a dead horse, but it's flogging a horse that has reached its destination. Um, but then on the flip side, honestly, there's some incredible match cutting and oh, there's yeah. some awesome, awesome sequences. But... It's just marred by, like, the conventions and and tropiness of, like, the post-apocalyptic genre, I I think, kind of comes out in full play in this one a little bit. Um, So would you say it's more post-apocalyptic genre than it is a horror movie in this one? Well, I feel like John Krasinski's always kind of trying to avoid describing the series as as horror. Yeah, I remember before, yeah. Yeah, but but, it's at its best when it's scary. That's the problem. I agree, yeah. The best stuff in the first one was when it was like a horror movie. Yeah, um, when she's in the bathtub uh, trying to give birth and the bloody ba- the the things like creeping around. Mm. Like that's that's. that's I, I, I don't know if there's anything as. There's there's nothing. Cool I mean, that. everything's kind of tense. Yeah. I think there's some great tension, but it's just like for me, it, it, it's it's so well made. It's so well made. Yeah. But it's just like, there's, there's certain things that they sort of, they broach as, as, as interesting story turns that never sort of come to play. Like, there's a line early on, which is also in the trailer, so it's, it's not too much of a spoiler, where they sort of, Cleo Murphy kind of says, the people that are left in an apocalypse are not good people. They're not yeah, the kind of people worth saving. Yeah, and then there's two distinct opportunities to really explore the nuance of that um, in the movie, and I feel like it squashes it both times, and it's really frustrating. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Do you feel like that was a fairly non-spoilery summary? I think so. 
Yeah, I still, I'm still, good. I'm still intrigued um, to go see it. A lot of really good, interesting ideas, but they just, as Matt said, they never play out. They never come to fruition. Uh, I feel uh, like it was like the first, like a, an early pass at the script that needed just mm. tightening up in some places, and like certain things, like darlings needed to be killed um, because there was just sort of too much in one script. If that makes sense. I see. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be negative, considering that cinemas have just opened up again, and I want to be clear that this deserves to be seen in theaters. Um, it, it was, it, you know, it's the kind of experience that we've been missing for twelve months. Definitely, I just wish it had been the the horror classic that William Friedkin implied it was. Essentially, that's and maybe maybe reading a tweet like that is what led to me to being a bit disappointed. Do you know I what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it was unfair of me. Maybe it's unfair to read a tweet like that and then go into it. Because I, I, it, it's good in a lot of places. I'm sorry, sorry, I, you go on. I didn't read the tweet and I felt the same. So. <laughs> okay, well, that, that that does say a lot. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, if you're on the fence about going to see it or you were excited to go and see it, definitely still go and see it. Support cinemas and you will have a fun time. Also, Emily yeah, yeah. Blunt is beautiful, so just go to look at her face. <laughs> Interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting review. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get any any pervy vibes. I don't wanna, <laughs> no comment, no comment, no, no comment. comment. Um, no comment, you're not. <laughs> but uh, to, to 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 cease the negativity and to end the podcast on a film we've all seen, uh, we watched pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. <laughs> me and Terry yesterday and I know you've seen it before Charlie I have indeed uh, I, I feel a bit Mandela affected because for years I've been saying pop star never stop stopping so have I yeah. and it turns out it's actually called pop star never stop never stopping what up with that this yeah. is bullshit yeah. this is bullshit everything I knew is, is, has come undone never stop never stopping I mean it's still funny <laughs> I just want to never stop stopping. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't worry. Uh, I first of all just want to talk about that uh, that TMZ bit because that bit kills me when they parody TMZ. <laughs> CMZ it is so, like we referred to it earlier on this podcast, but oh, it is so funny because it is spot on, like to the point where yeah. like, you could just the casting as well is so good mm. in that bit. Just everything about it. Like, you could pull that and be like, and put TMZ over it and you probably wouldn't think any different. Yeah, like, <laughs> when you see a TMZ parody, like, when you first see a TMZ parody and you, without having seen TMZ, you think, oh, obviously it's a parody, it's exaggerating it. But they don't really. It no. is that cringe. No, no it, it is, is that, genuinely yeah. that cringe. Yeah. And they are that cringy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I, I just don't love think I've seen the... TMZ, so I can't comment, but... Basically, it's like, you know how in the movie they're like pretending to do their jobs whilst they're being filmed like, oh yeah, so what happens to, you know, James Franco in a Denny's and all this sort of stuff? Like, they're just sort of saying different things. Um, that's how it's kind of like on actual TMZ. Like, so every actually... workplace. <laughs> every workplace is TMZ. It, it's just, cr- no, but like they're filming them. So it's like, you're seeing all the cringe. It, it, it's, you know what? TMZ is the actual American office. <laughs> Oh my god, it actually is. It's the live action reality. Oh my god, American office. incredible! Right. My hair is now started going onto my glasses. I yeah, really we need to get your haircut. Yeah, I need to sort of get Casper to sort me out. It's going a bit emo, Peter, isn't it? It's very. Uh, it is kind of emo, Peter. When yeah. he's fresh out the shower, it's a bit Bully Maguire. Bully mm. Maguire. 
Just, <laughs> yeah, and I haven't I, I haven't trimmed my beard since pre going to hospital or anything. I'm just getting shaggy and soft. It's okay, we forgive you. We forgive <laughs> you till you don't have um, scars anymore, and then yeah, and then that's it. You're, and then, we and then it's poke hot, your belly again, and it's it's back to hot boy summer. <laughs> hot boy summer. <laughs> but yeah, pop star never stops stopping. I think it's hilarious. I love the songs in it. I didn't find Lonely Island that funny back in the day. I think it's fine. But I find the songs in Pop Song Never Stop Stopping because it's tied to the Connor For Real character who is funny and he has this massive ego, superstar ego. All the songs are way funnier for that. Yeah. Well, it's the truth of it, isn't it? That's what the comedy... Yeah. When comedy is at its best is when it's getting something true. And I think that's, mm. that's what's so good about Pop Star is that you watch it like... It's almost frightening because you're watching how it actually is. Yeah. Like, 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 like he's making it, he's being obviously exaggerated he's exaggerating the songs and stuff but yeah. like it's pretty much what it's like to be a pop star like people like Justin Bieber like they, he, yeah. he fires shots at everyone like Eminem like everyone <laughs> gets wrecked like in this in this movie like anyone who makes music at all and the Justin so Timberlake character the <laughs> chef oh, so he's good. so funny the way he plays it so he's good like, <laughs> I think Justin smiles. Timberlake is hilarious. Oh, he's so funny. He's great. Such a good actor. And um, he's a terrific I think actor. Andy Samberg has like this really good um way of making you like any character that he kind of puts forward, if that makes sense. Like, even though this is a really unlikable pop star character, like you're still kind of rooting for him. You still mm. you still feel bad for him when his like album doesn't sell and yeah. when yeah. like when he gets like dropped by his agent and stuff, like you still feel for him and you want him to do well. But it's cause you get the nuance of like seeing that his mum never really hugged him and that they were kind of his only friends or the only people that give him love and then, you know, obviously he fucks one of them off and like yeah. that, that's kinda of like kind of one of his only connections. Yeah. Um and yeah, like you feel sorry for him but also he's a twat. Also the manager character is hilarious. So I love him so, so much. Funny. The way he's like always putting on like a happy, and the way yeah. they like play back and forth like, <laughs> oh, the numbers are doing really badly. Uh, well, you know, it's not about numbers, really. Well, I did hear that the numbers are doing badly. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, That's what it's actually so like, good. though. I, I think oh, it's hilarious. To go and, and he slaps him at the end. He's like, "What are you talking about, young blood?" Wow, that was intense. To go on about Sandberg. Sorry, go on. To go about Sandberg. I just wanted to jump on your point there. What you said about him. I think what so what's so good about that performance is he plays egotistical maniac so funny, but he also plays pathetic man just as funny. And I think that's why you like him because like you see him be so pathetic as a character. But like it's funny, but then you also see yeah. him, like an egomaniac, and you have like this weird thing of like you gotta kind of feel for him because of that. And you're in all his characters, like Jake Peralta, and then yes. his lead in Palm Springs. They all have that kind of air of patheticness at times. Yes, yeah, they but they're also competent enough and funny enough and witty enough in other scenes that you yes. do want to see them succeed. Exactly, yeah. exactly. What were you gonna regard us with, Terry? Come back to me. I forgot. I forgot. It's the point evaporated. It's it has. It's it's be, like my our internet connection's bad, so I keep kind of missing things. So I'm just kind of sat here waiting. Oh no! I've forgotten what my point was. I'm so sorry. Well, it's chaos here. Bedlam in in full fat HQ because the, the Alexa's going <laughs> off. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Uh, Alexa's always I've, kicking off, isn't she? We can always do another round the table podcast soon if it would be easier for everyone. I mean, we could it's kind of hard not to it. step on people. We're all in the same flat. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can just all go I, sit at the table. That is true. I think we've just kind of gotten used to doing them on Zoom, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, can... you know what? Let us know in the comments. Would you rather we film it all in one room and do it around the table week to week, or would you rather we continue with the Zooms? See up mix our of both. With the yeah, do you want to see camera. up our noses? <laughs> you want to see up mine, mate? It's just hay fever. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Damn. Hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> I got the fever. Hey, oh. um, oh, I, I, I remembered the... what I was going to say. Okay, Fantastic. go on. I loved the twist at the end with like, they spent the whole time being like, he's a farmer, how weird. Oh, a farmer boy. And you, you yourself, you're like, oh, I couldn't think of anything worse than being a farmer. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. it reveals that he's a weed farmer. You're like, well, he obviously has the best life out of all of them. <laughs> I'm going to go become a farmer. Like. Well, well if, if you'd already made the pop star millions... And then you just retired on a farm where you made weeds. You did a Seth Rogen. That'd be a pretty good life. Mm. Yeah, and pretty I mean, good third act. It obviously mm. does you well because Seth Rogen is suddenly like weed daddy. Like, where has this come from? Seth Rogen's always been a daddy. Yeah, it's true. He's always been daddy. Like, actually a daddy now. Like, whew. I've never. Right, Terry, well, the less we hear about your ovaries in this podcast, the better. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, if the weed. You were born your way, gay. I was born this way, straight. <laughs> Straighter been... gay, straighter gay. When you were saying like how sometimes he's really pathetic and other times he's an egomaniac, I was like, <laughs> but then but I didn't say it. I know it'd be oh too much God. of a wreck. But... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. God, she got you. I, I, I can promise you, unlike Macklemore or Connor For Real, I will never drop a song consistently telling you that I'm not gay. Not gay. Sports. Arm wrestling. Not gay. <laughs> he just mumbles it in his sleep. Although he just did oh. it right then. And then and then when and then when pink and then when pink comes in. Pink coming <laughs> so in was fantastic. Oh. I just I just like you know, I don't mind Macklemore, but I just I just wanna see him watch that scene and see what he thinks of it. Yeah, no, yeah. Macklemore live reacts. <laughs> yeah. You know this is about your song, right? <laughs> I was Charlie you said this to Charlie earlier and Charlie Charlie was like, Oh, he'd probably take it really heartfelt and be like, What a good song. Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. Be like, a, like he's like crying, like oh, this song's inspired. No, he has got a few bangers. He has got a few bangers. The ceiling hey, can't hold us. There's actually a really funny <laughs> Macklemore joke in a uh, little Dickies TV show called Dave. That's out. Uh, the second oh, season yeah. out soon. Um, uh, where basically like he ha- he can't really get a gig, and he gets a gig at like a bar mitzvah. Um, yeah. and it's like all these kids that want to see little Dickie right um, yeah. and they're like really what's it and he's like embarrassed like I don't really want to do it at this bar mitzvah like do you know what I mean like this is I'm better yeah. than this sort of thing right and then like uh, and then Macklemore turns up yeah and the, pa- the parents who have been like really lovely to him like we love you little Dickie we love you Mac- he's, they're like oh um, yeah so Macklemore's turned up and like yeah the kids like him more so um, you can <laughs> go home now and then like Macklemore's like what's up dude like walks on the stage and like all the kids are like yay Macklemore <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I can't believe like I got wrecked by oh. Macklemore. It was quite, it's, it's very funny. That's funny. I highly yeah, recommend I, that show. I, I saw a tweet that was like, here's what Macklemore's been doing in the pandemic. And he's like grown his hair out and got like a tash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. he does. He's got like a mane. Fan- fantastic, fantastic. No, but I, I, I do like how it sort of calls out that, like, you know, however well-intentioned his same love song was, it's a bit tone deaf, isn't it? Yeah, uh, in, yeah. in some ways. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, t- I mean, t- Terry, you have, you have more license to talk about this than I do. Um, I actually haven't heard the song, I don't think, that it's referencing. Think, you know that song that was big in like 2013, where it was like, 
It was about um, sort of like same-sex marriage and I'm stuff. I'm going to stop you. Uh, in 2016, I didn't know any of the popular songs because, uh, sorry, 2013, because all I listened to <laughs> is like My Chemical Romance and Blink-182. Uh, and I wore oh. very heavy eyeliner and had a big fringe. So I... I wait, you, wait, you haven't you, heard wait, Same you Love? You haven't heard Same Love? I don't think so. It's not... I can't... Maybe I have heard it, but I don't like know it. Wait, her. okay. So... So for context, so for context, that you know that like I'm not gay song. Yes, in... I know it's like a pastiche of other songs. Yeah, yeah, but like in the Macklemore song, basically, I think I think it was like his uncle is gay or something. Yeah. Or like works at Nintendo. It was one of the two. Um, and those things are synonymous. You work at Nintendo or you're gay. Your uncle <laughs> on the internet does one of two things. Yeah, <laughs> in the comments. Um, yeah. Uh, so like. So like it's, it's kind of, it was kind of like I think it was kind of like for his uncle, kind of like for a family member, a friend. But there's a line in it where he sort of says, you know, I'm not gay, but or like even though I'm straight, or like he basically implies like just so you know, I'm not gay, but even though I'm supporting it, um, and then kind of like the 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 Connor for real parody, like when he when he's doing all the like not gay, not gay. By the way, I'm not gay. Like it's like <laughs> it's sending that up. Uh, if you, I feel like if you haven't seen the song, would it be as funny? Um, because when funny I saw it, it you're still, I'm still very aware of that stuff happens it's like it's not just yeah. that song like it is very much and like even through pride month like corporations are all like we're not gay but we support you but we're not actually going to do anything to help just release rainbow lego well yeah. i always saw it i actually didn't do you know funny enough matt i actually didn't put the two together until you just said uh which has now made it funnier uh, I didn't know I like about the Macklemore thing, but yeah, I remember that song, and that's funny. You, you oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was just referring to like how you know, like in the hip hop industry, like that was that phase where they were saying like no homo, like sort like lions and stuff. Oh, um, maybe I thought it was, like, but like, but no, I do. I think that's probably hmm. more like what you said is more true. Um, yeah, because it's like it's like it's like it's like profiting off their own, yeah, gay pride, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather than Jimmy. You know I mean? Uh, but yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That song, and also so the funny. "I Wanna Fuck You Like the U.S. Government," fuck Bin Laden. Oh yeah, it's it, it's funny because it's like it skirts that line of like you know when pop stars sort of like ignorantly stray into offence, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's born out of pure ignorance. Like yeah, that's yeah. why it, what it captures and what's so funny about it. Yeah, but I don't, it's not pure ignorance because at the end he's like, "That was offensive. I know that." Like they know. They always. No. Well, yeah, they but that's that's that's, that's the whole arc care. of the character, though, isn't it? They just don't care. They they know. They just they just don't care. They just they see the money signs. It's all about the contract. I, I think sometimes it's dollar signs, but I think sometimes it's it's well intentioned but catastrophic ignorance. Like when David Getter, you know, did a shout out to George Lloyd's George Floyd's family. It's insane. like. And the way he said it as if it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like, share and subscribe. Like, he obviously thought in his head he was doing something good. That one, that one I can appreciate. But when you've had multiple producers, multiple writers, multiple, um, like, green lights on a song, surely somebody from the beginning of that process to the, that song being released, somebody knows that it's not right. Yeah, but, but the thing about companies is if it's everyone's responsibility then it's no one's responsibility do you know what i mean like itv or whoever could have a policy that is really awful and like because it's 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 it's, it's the veneer of the company isn't it it's about the company the company protects the individual from any sort of blame um so that's why that stuff can sort of can sort of go on but that's why it's also 
the pop stars shoulder that blame, don't they? Deservedly sometimes, as with David Guetta. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't need. Yes. He didn't need. To, he didn't need to make his DJ set. No. That if if he wanted to honor George Floyd, he could have done it in a different way. Yes, exactly. Rather than playing a remix of Martin Luther King, like it's it's beyond parody. It's, yeah, it's beyond parody. It's 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 yeah. It, it, it would it could be a scene in that movie. No, it could. It, no, it that's the yes, Yeah, you're right. It could be. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah. it is a scene in that 100%, movie. 100%. Oh, look, there's David Guetta over there. Yeah. What's he doing? He's shouting out to the recently deceased family. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this multi-millionaire. It's ridiculous. <sighs> and so this Pride Month, remember to do things that make a difference and not just be performative. That's my message this week and we can end the podcast there. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to plug before we finish? Uh, I did my first live stream on Twitch yesterday. Follow me on Twitch at Matt underscore Full Fat Videos. I did Borderlands 3. It was a lot of fun with Terry. Um, I'm going to do some more Twitch streams. I think I think when I feel like it, I might try and pick a, a weekly slot. I'll see, see how you guys feel. Um, but yeah, get on over there. Follow. Um, and I'm going to be releasing... A new video essay hopefully this week um, if not I will be releasing also a catch-up video about some updates uh, releasing my twitch some changes to patreon so look out for that on the full fat videos channel and then yeah just follow me on the social media as seen on the screen or if you're listening to the audio it's just search full fat videos on Twitter and Instagram I don't have time for this today I can't remember <laughs> what they are <laughs> Charlie would you like to go next uh, yeah, you can find me on my other podcast, Your Threat From Was Awful. Where you have week... another podcast? I know. <gasps> I know. Oh. I look, you've all... <laughs> look, you've both been on it, so what are you talking about? Uh, so, yeah, it's, we're basically, each week, we uh, so a guest brings on their favorite film, and we read them out negative reviews of their favorite film, and we help them defend against it, uh, the negative reviews. So if you want to check that out, Your Favorite Film Is Awful... On in on Facebook, YouTube, uh, MySpace, Instagram, Bebo. MySpace, uh, pick pick was it Pixo Pixo wherever you get your your content, podcasting platforms, all of them, or at Fa- Fat Film is awful on Twitter. Shout out to his podcast. Shout out to his podcast. Shout out to my podcast. That sounds like a a Justin for real song. <laughs> That's like the modern day one, isn't it? I'm a white guy in my mid twenties. This is my podcast. Shh. This is my podcast. Shh. This is my podcast. Shh. Can I do my socials now? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Terry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You're the white guy with the podcast who speaks over the woman on the podcast. We get it. We- oh! 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 Fuck! Please don't cancel me. <laughs> Gonna let me speak. Oh, you're gonna let me speak. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I, sorry, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. Um, anyway, no, you, um, should, you should. You should. <laughs> you can see all my socials around, as Matt says, and uh, follow me on Twitch as well, uh, Terry Merkin. Um, I'm gonna be playing Borderlands Three with Matt again this evening, as well as playing games with my heart. Well, yes. Um, let me finish. I'm speaking, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to cut up a woman speaking as a white man. What I was doing is you froze and I thought you'd stopped. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Assistant to the regional manager. (laughs) Sorry, there's my uh, 
my cough coming out. Um, Please continue, Sapphic Queen. Thank you, good <laughs> sir. Um, where was I saying? Yes, me and Matt are going to play Borderlands 3 tonight because I play on Mondays, which is my regularly scheduled time because I'm more organised than Matt. That is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm done. done I think we're all done. done. I think this has been the Full Fat Podcast. <laughs> Next time, Loki, which I'm very excited for. It's going to be fun. <laughs>